again, everybody. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 364. And I am your host, Michael Citro, founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. Joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, after a long drive, David Rowe is with me. Dave, how are you doing? Uh, yes, as you said, long drive. Uh, came back from Miami to Tallahassee via Tampa, which is not the way you would, one would normally do that. So long, long day. Well, we're glad to have you along for the ride here on the Mainland Podcast, episode number 364. Sometimes you got to play hurt in this game. You do. And uh, as long as I'm along for the ride and you're driving, I'll be good. <laughs> you're tired of driving. All right. I'm with I, driving. I get it. All right. Let's just open up with Orlando City, Houston Dynamo, Friday night at Exploria. Orlando City played pretty well in this game, but only scored one goal. They uh, did also gave up a goal, although they had a lot of help giving that goal up. We'll talk about that. And because this is the group stage of League's Cup, we don't have draws. We have draws followed by penalty shootouts. And Orlando City knows that those guys know their way around a penalty shootout, obviously. So uh, we've got a lot to, to break down, but let's start with no Mauricio Pereira in the lineup. Mauricio was uh, had picked up a knock late in the uh, week, apparently, and was not able to go for this one. We don't know the extent of that injury. We are hoping it's not serious because we saw what a Mauricio free uh, <laughs> uh, midfield looks like, attacking midfield looks like on Friday night. And although it didn't look terrible, it could have used a Mauricio Pereira. It most certainly could have. Um, you know, the as you say, Orlando was still able to, you know, play pretty well, but uh pretty well is not as good as better than pretty well. Exactly. So uh the other absence on Friday was Junior Urso, who was uh, his paperwork was not in yet. That does not surprise me in the least. Uh if it gets in before Saturday, terrific but I'm not expecting it because it seems like every team in the league has magical superpowers when it comes to paperwork and Orlando city has the opposite of whatever those powers are. Um, I believe it's called not being on Don Garber's good side. Yeah. Uh, Garber's got it on his desk. He's sitting there looking at it and he's on the phone. No, we haven't gotten it yet. No, that's Mm -hmm. That's a shame. Thought it would have been here by now. He's got he's got a coffee stain on the thing, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's not great, but still a good strong lineup. And uh, Orlando City went after Houston, and for the most part, I thought they they played pretty well in the first half. Uh, they had some opportunities; they weren't really cashing in on them, but they had some chances, and they. Uh, early in this game, it looked things looked really bad for Kyle Smith. He was getting absolutely roasted by Nelson Quinones down that side. And it, I think the warning signs were there from the beginning. Nelson Quinones went down easily, very easily, twice in the box in the early going of this game. Maybe that just gave the referee just a little something to think about because later in the game, uh, Griffin Dorsey, he of the man bun and headband, <laughs> A, a terrible combination if there ever was one. Uh, 
he committed one of the diviest dives that ever dove. And there was almost zero contact whatsoever with Rafael Santos. And yet penalty, everyone in the press box is like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is getting overturned for sure. Did not get overturned. Uh, Which if you go and watch it like VAR would, you would see that there was almost literally no contact. Uh, He just kind of turfed it with his toe and fell over and should not have been a penalty. Should not have been a no at a penal, as they say. Mm. And yet uh, Houston took the lead on Amine Bassi's penalty kick. Uh, I think the only sporting thing to do there would have been to have wanged that ball up into the upper reaches of the wall and declined it. I, I know nobody has the balls to do that, but that was a ridiculous penalty call. And our, our friends over at Bayou soccer or Bayou city soccer, they, uh, they responded to my uh, tweet about that penalty with the Homer Simpson gif of him fading into the hedge. <laughs> like, so even they knew they're like, yeah, we can't defend that. We're just going to, we're just quietly going to go back into the hedge. Yes. Yes. That's their way of saying, yeah, that wasn't a penalty. We got away with one there. Um, so they did. And Orlando had to go after the game and to go after the game. They did. And of course, who else but Duncan McGuire, because Orlando runs on Duncan and a fantastic job by him to go after the, the goalkeeper to pressure him. And he said after the game, by the way, League's Cup, we don't get the normal players that we get after games. We get a mix zone, which if you've ever covered soccer, mix zone is the absolute worst. <laughs> and because it's like, Players stay in the locker room trying to outweigh the media or they get the heck out of there while the coaches are still speaking so they won't have to talk. And then even when you do get to talk to somebody, there's a lot of noise and terrible acoustics because it's in the hallway in the catacombs of the stadium. So it's uh, it's a very difficult situation, but I digress. The bottom line is I asked Duncan about uh, the play and he said he was just trying to go after, uh, you know, to, to press high, hoping that the goalkeeper would kick it long so they could win the ball back. He did better than that, Dave, because uh, Andrew Tarbell did not get a, a very good pass off and he left it too close to Duncan. Duncan stuck out a foot and knocked it down and then put it in the empty net and uh, brought Orlando level. Yeah, good things happen when you press sometimes. And, and as we've seen Duncan with his size and speed and, and knows for the ball is, is effective at that. It's not usually that effective, but, uh, you know, he got, he got one and, and it was the most deserved, uh, them making a mistake, us getting a goal that ever happened due to the previous penalty. Yeah. I was really wanting Bassi to, to, just absolutely biff the penalty kick so I could say ball don't lie or or for Pedro to make the save, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a good response. It was in the first minute of the second half. And you know, I think there's probably some people still coming back from going to the bathroom or getting a beer. They were like, what, what, what? We scored? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't you can't let uh you can't let any time go by because uh Duncan's gonna do something. Yeah. And he did then. And I really thought Orlando was gonna go on and win this game, but for whatever reason, they just could not knock the ball into that big rectangle at the end of the field with the net behind it. Couldn't do it. Um unfortunately. And the game went to spot kicks and really a, an undeserved point for Houston. They they the domination was very apparent in the you know, just from watching the game. But if you look at the stat sheet, it's like possession, passing accuracy, corners, shots, shots on target, all of that heavily favored uh, Orlando. But they came and got the job done. They made it an ugly game. They gummed up the works. They played Benny ball, as they call it, the Ben Olsen defensive style. They were trying to hit on the counter, uh, unable to do that. One thing uh, we should probably mention is that at halftime, Dagger Dan Thorlson came on for Kyle Smith, and he's settling into that fullback role a little bit. He's starting to look a little bit more comfortable defending, and of course, very comfortable getting forward with the ball and and get the ball into the box. So it's good to see that. Uh, It's been a couple of games in a row now where Kyle just hasn't quite been the Kyle we need him to be, and um, people are, are messaging me or message, messaging the mainland. So when's when's Mikey Halliday coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you. Uh, obviously, I'm uh, usually I'm a Kyle Smith fan, but uh, right now, Smith? What Smith? I'm a Dagger Dan man. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, It hasn't been a good few. I mean, but he could come out and have a great game Saturday. We don't know. It's uh, Yeah. That's... It's just what you get with with Kyle. It's uh, it's why he hasn't been a starter in his career. He's a little inconsistent, and sometimes pacier players give him problems on the defensive end. So um, he did make a nice recovery on one of the times that he got burned badly by Quinones. He did catch back up to him in the box. It was one of those times where Quinones took a dive to try to get the penalty call, and it was not even close to a penalty. Um, also, there was a second half shout for penalty when Antonio Carlos got absolutely trucked from behind in the box and there was nothing. And the referee waves, waves for him to get up like, oh, now, now when there's actual contact, now you're not interested in giving a penalty. Yes. Utterly ridiculous. Um, you know, this is, I, I, I was, I reminded myself that this is, I believe a CONCACAF sanctioned event mm-hmm. and thus, uh, even though it's, uh, against an MLS squad, you, you are, uh, the, the ability to get CONCACAFed is present. Thanks to that sanction. Yeah. Rather than pro going to pro, we just get CONCACAFed. Right. Exactly. So you, yeah, can't win. Don't try. Uh, but yeah, so it goes to spot kicks and right off the bat, they send their ACE, they send their designated player, their captain, their all-star who just got back from the all-star game. Hector Herrera to go out and start this thing in front of the wall. And he does not. He gets denied by El Pulpo and that opened the door. And from then on, nobody missed their penalties. And I always get nervous when the center backs come up, but Antonio Carlos and Roman Johnson did just fine. Yeah. They were, you know, literally spot on. So, uh, it was, uh, I'd have to go back. I mean, I, you, you'd have to go to maybe one of the, you know, spot kicks, 
uh, in, in a previous match where it got a little deeper so that we ended up with a uh, Janssen and a Carlos. But this time it was just, you know, hey, heck, why not? Right out the bat. And yeah, I mean, and this kind of started in the U.S. Open Cup last year. It was it, whenever there was yeah. a shootout, you would see Carlos and Janssen in there. And, and it's just that, I guess, they're more confident. And um, you can't really deny what they've done with their, with their results. Neither of them has missed one. And Erchankara started the thing off with making his, his, uh, his penalty. He came so close in this game to, to scoring a winner a couple of times. Uh, and then, uh, bring uh, Rafael Santos made his, so he kind of made up for the, I wouldn't say a mistake because it was a terrible call, but right. Made up for the, uh, the call. And then the, the absolute, uh, unstoppable shot that Facu Torres uh, placed in the fifth shooter. He was, he hit the inside netting. I mean, that thing took a severe right turn. There was no stopping that thing. Yeah, no, not at all. I, they were, they were very clinical uh, from the spot, which is what you want. And I, I think I remember seeing in the chat that uh, they have yet to uh, uh, lose in a, a spot kick uh, competition match, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I just knocked on wood. Um, but yeah, the uh they've they've done well in penalties and it's been it's been fun to watch. These guys are they take it seriously and uh yeah, there was no missing El Pulpo nearly stopped the fifth shooter. Also, Brad Smith put one that he got a hand on, but it snuck under him. So um mm-hmm. but that's uh you know, I asked after the game and you know they were saying Galese always looks us looks at us in our faces and says, "I'm going to stop one, so just go make them." <laughs> and there you go. That's what happened. Yeah. So they did five four. The shootout went. So Orlando City sitting on, sitting on two points should be three. Stupid mm-hmm. concacafing, but they got two. Houston's on one, and now they will wait to see what happens Tuesday night when Houston hosts. Santos Laguna, because if Houston loses that game, Orlando is through to the next uh, to the knockout rounds, no matter what happens on Saturday. If Houston wins, Orlando can get through with a draw and a shootout win or better. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, if they if they win Saturday, then nothing else matters. They will be in the next round. So um, it's just a matter of do you finish second? and play Pachuca in the round of 32, or do you finish first and play the runner up of the group with Miami, Atlanta and Cruz Azul? Oof. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Flip a coin, pick your poison. Yeah. It would no be good fun. options. It would be fun to knock Messi out though. That would be fun. It would be, really but great. I'll, you know, <laughs> just, just, just get through. Let's, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm perfectly happy to play anybody. So let's just yeah. get through. Let's just get through the uh, group and get into the knockouts and, and let the chips fall where they may. I mean, if Griffin Dorsey can draw a penalty doing what he did, I Messi's going to draw 10. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't, don't breathe on him too hard. It is, uh, it's just the way it's going to be. Uh, and I'm, I was really irritated that my favorite Mexican league team did not beat Miami the other night. It was, 
it's hard to take you know, foul and giving up the the free kick and then having that explosion of nothing but messy throughout Twitter. And I refuse to call it whatever hell he's naming it after a letter of the alphabet. It's still going to be Twitter to me. So it was tough to, it was tough to see on Twitter. And, and of course that gave MLS uh, a reason to have the man in pink on the front uh, of the website for another six weeks, probably. Yeah. They'll be looking for reasons uh, for the next two years to do that. And basically as long as he's with MLS. Yeah. All right, Dave, uh, what were our predictions? You, I recall, I think you had a 2-1 victory predicted. I did, and you had a 1-0 victory predicted, so we were both wrong. Five seconds after I gave you that 1-0 victory, I entertained the notion of stopping and saying uh, and changing it to a 1-1 draw with a shootout win, and I didn't do it. And uh, if I had done it, it probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, but... Which way would it have gone? We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. I was hoping you'd be right. Once it got to one, one, I was hoping you'd be right. Yeah. So was I. All right, Dave, man of the match. This is a, uh, a difficult one, but uh, who do you got? Who do you like for man of the match in this one? Uh, you know, I, there, you, you had two big, two big events in this. You had the McGuire, uh, the McGuire goal and the, and the, uh, Pedro stop. I'm going to go with the McGuire goal and give mine to, uh, McGuire because obviously coming back and getting that, that equalizer was the first step in, and ultimately getting the point and the extra point. So, uh, for me, uh, Orlando runs on Duncan and so does man in the match. All right. I'll give it to Duncan. Also, that was a really great hustle play and, Love to see it. You'd love to see him come in and just close down the guy and then thinks he's just going to pass it right by him. But, you know, Duncan's a pretty sharp guy. Yeah. And he's quicker than he looks. Definitely. All right. Anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, Orlando City will play Santos Laguna on Saturday night at Exploria Stadium. And uh, again, they can... They can move on if they get a shootout win or a, an outright win, regardless of what happens Tuesday night. But they may, if Houston loses at home, they may already be through to the knockouts if they uh, uh, if that happens. Uh, but Houston's been pretty good at home. They've not been great on the road, but they've been good at home this year. Well, here's hoping. Indeed. You won't see me rooting for Liga MX teams against MLS teams too often, but I will be on Tuesday. When this I, I, by the way. Well, <laughs> and and I was the other night, uh, um, yeah. you know, for the Miami match. So sure. that'd, that'd be two times in a week. What's going on? <laughs> Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. All yeah. right. Uh, well, we've got another drunken OCB game to talk about. Uh, we've got our mailbag box to get to, and we've got a midweek friendly in Exploria Stadium that we can touch on. We're going to get to all those topics right after this. And we are back, Dave. And I think it might be time to see if we have any mail. If you're talking about the mailbag box, Michael, I love the mailbag box. I am talking about the mailbag box. So there are a few ways people can ask us anything, send us a question, and we will fish it out of our mailbag box and we'll read it and we will answer it. 
And those ways are as follows. One, email us at themainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. Again, it's going to always be Twitter to me, no matter what that idiot dolt of a billionaire does. Uh, you can hit us up there. We are at the mainland. Use the hashtag AskTMLPC, or you can fill out the form on the mainland podcast page of the mainland.com. So a couple of ways you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be soccer related, but it can be. And I believe we have some soccer related stuff in our mailbag box for this episode. So I'm going to start by looking and finding the email from Samuel Atkinson, who emailed us last week for our second show last week, but he didn't quite get it in before we had already recorded. We recorded a, a, a night early. You may recall, some of you may recall, um, because we got that fantastic interview with Ricardo Morera. And uh, mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who's downloaded that. That show has uh, has surpassed uh, in number of downloads several shows that have been around that have been out longer. So it's uh, it's it's doing pretty good numbers. We're appreciative of that. Uh, Samuel Atkinson says uh, he was surprised by the signing of Junior Urso. And he says he guesses someone is getting loaned out. I don't I don't know. I haven't looked into the ins and outs of uh, supplemental roster versus, you know, first team roster and all that stuff. So I don't, I'm not sure. It says, do you think Martin Ojeda should have given up his number 11 for junior Urso? Uh, I mean, it would have been nice, uh, but as a designated player, I, I think he is entitled to hold on to that that number if he wants and you know junior is not the type of guy i think to make a big deal out of it he just said "Ah, that's fine just give me 21 instead and let's go yeah i think that's probably true i think junior is probably pretty easygoing guy Uh, i don't believe he's he was wearing 11 in curitiba when he was there could be wrong but i don't think he was um yeah i think when it the way it works is if you come into a team you take what's what's left or if you really want something you try to make a deal with whoever has the number you want and uh i don't think it was a big enough deal to junior for him to try to buy it you know with some uh some cash or, or whatever you know sometimes players do trades and that kind of thing um yeah, I don't think it was. I, I don't think it's on Ojeda to give up his number. Uh, the bottom line is, if if you if Samuel Atkinson says, or if, is it move your feet, you lose your seat. I think he says. I think it means seat. I think he said feet twice. Move your feet, you lose your feet. No, I think you. I think it's if you move your feet, you lose your seat. But regardless, I think that's that's the way of it. Is you've left the team, you've come back, uh, the roster has changed, your number's not available. You you take what's available or you try to make a deal for the number you want. So um, I don't think it's on Ojeda to do it, but uh, you know, if the price is right, I'm sure he'd give it up. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. (laughs) There you go. So thank you, Samuel, for the uh, question. Uh, We are, we are still smiling about having junior Urso back. Yeah, we are. I'm loving it. Still loving it. (laughs) Yeah. We're McDonald's about the whole thing. Yeah. They're not a sponsor, but we are willing to listen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, That's what I have in the mail, the Gmail, Dave. What do we got in the Twitters? 
Well, we do have one in the Twitters uh, from friend of the pod, Joseph Angel, who asks, uh, do you think, uh, and I'm, I'm going to read it the way he says it, and I'll let you correct it. Do you think the MLS should incorporate coaches challenges like many other sports do in the U.S.? Seems like something Oscar could have used on the Houston PK call. All right. Yeah, we got to address that. It's it's never the MLS because that then you're saying the major league soccer. Right. And it's just, just it's just MLS. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joseph. I just I knew that's one that's that's one of Michael's pet peeves. We so, find uh, people for that for doing that at the uh at the mainland. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're forgiven, but yeah. just you know, in the future. Um all right. So you know, uh having a challenge, like you know, like uh like challenging the call, you know, throwing the uh I mean throwing the, the yellow thing onto the field and going, Hey, what about it? I don't think that it would make a single bit of difference because the play is already being reviewed. So I don't think a challenge is going to help with that. The thing that I would like to see though, and I think that this is, is something that should happen on every review is the VAR. His job should be, there's a possible error here. You should take a look. And then it should be up to the guy to go over and look at it, discuss it with the V with the video assistant referee while he's looking at it. And then decide whether or not he's going to stick with his original call on the field or change the call. I think it should be up to that guy. He's the guy that's down there on the field. He's the guy that made the call. I know people don't like to correct themselves or admit they make mistakes, but I think with the help of the VAR, if they're discussing it while they're re rewatching it, I would rather that than some faceless guy in a booth make that call and have the guy on the field go, okay, he says it's not the way I said it, whatever, you know. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, it's a, like you say, the, these things are already being reviewed unlike they are in some of the other American sports that he was talking about. But, uh, I would like to add, um, audio to the discussion for everybody to hear. Yeah. Like they did in MLS is back. I think that was perfect. That was the perfect review situation. You heard what they were they were describing what they were seeing as they were seeing it. And so you had, even if you didn't agree with them, at least you understood where they were coming from. It's like, this is the way he saw the play. And it's a lot easier to take even a bad call or a call you disagree with when you at least understand their reasoning. When it's just like, because nope, that doesn't work for me. Well, in transparency, always, yeah. People are going to be more careful. Referees are going to be more careful. They're going to be, you know, more deliberative um, and and sure of themselves if they know that everybody can hear what the heck's going on. So, you know, like you say, none of the, uh, oh, oh, well, you know, that's not going to fly if everybody hears, you know, what's going on. So that's, that's why I would like that instead of a challenge. Well, you know why they don't play the audio, right? Because they don't want transparency. Well, yeah, but the reason they don't want transparency, they don't want you to hear Don Garber's voice on there saying, no, stick with the penalty. It's a penalty. Give him right, yes. Houston the penalty kick. Right, right. And that's why it's, it hasn't changed because he's in charge. Mm -hmm. It goes all the way to the top. It does. To the bottom of the top. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah, that's 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 my theory. Prove me wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are willing to entertain uh, anybody's thoughts or questions on that. So, uh, but speaking of questions, that is 
it in the Twitters for this week or this episode. This episode. All right. Well, thanks to those who who sent us questions. We appreciate that. Uh, we would love to hear from you. So if you want to get your questions in for the next show, that's that's coming up before the end of the week. So get your questions in. Email us at themainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC or fill out the form on the mainland podcast page of themainland.com. Always you can ask us literally anything. Another thing we love it when you do is head over to wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating, star rating and a review. And if you do that on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on this show. Not this particular episode, but on the episode that follows you leaving that uh, that five-star rating and review. We would love to hear from you. So please rate, review, make sure you're subscribed, download us every show, and share with your friends. You may get a wife out of it. It's happened before. That's all we're saying. That's not a threat, by the way. That's 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 an incentive. Right. Because uh, as far as we know, also the wife ended up being a you know good one who has actually asked questions of the mainland herself. Indeed. This is true. All right. That's it for the mailbag box, Dave. Let's move on to a midweek game at Exploria Stadium involving no team from this country. Whoa, <laughs> trippy. Uh, Fulham will be playing Aston Villa in Orlando on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. I have gotten my credential approved, credential uh, credential request approved, which is more than I can say for the Florida Cup Series match between uh, Juventus and Real Madrid. I'm uh, looking at you guys and saying, WTF? We have we have covered every major soccer event in this town, um, but. We're here. They're being a little stingy with the uh, the, the credential requests. So uh, we may not be at that one. And if that's the case, we will treat it like it's not happening. Ooh. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that it's just been lost in the mail or something like that. Because we know uh, at the very least that uh, <laughs> Ricardo Morera listens to this podcast. And I'm certain that he's going to, you know, throw a bug in somebody's ear that hey you never know i mean uh that would be nice and you know ricardo's a friend of the pod oh absolutely and if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that episode yet go listen to it it was fantastic yes um yeah i that that was fantastic can't wait to have him back on again sometime in the future maybe in the off season that'd be great um mm-hmm. we'll try to keep it shorter next time but you know it was too good it was it was good and he also he gave very lengthy answers at times. So, you know, it's the length of the interview is largely on the person we're interviewing a lot of the time. Yeah. Because I mean, our questions at most a couple sentences. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Fulham Aston Villa, I mean, neither of us support these teams, but it's, it's always good to have big clubs come to the U S and, and, uh, entertain the fans here. And then I'm sure there are a lot of expats, uh, from England that live here that may have supported those teams and they'll probably enjoy a nice night out at the soccer stadium on uh, Wednesday night. And of course it, you know, brings a, brings a little spotlight to Exploria once again, which is, you know, showing out it's the, the home for soccer in the, uh, in the Southeast and in the state of Florida. Believe that game can be seen on Peacock. If you're interested in, you're not in the area. If you're in the area, just go see the game. 
Yeah, why not? I mean, how many chances are you going to have to go see uh, two teams like that? Yeah, in person and also in a nice stadium. I mean, we have... Can we just talk about how nice our stadium is? Uh, I've had several people, and I was in Miami, several people comment on how nice our stadium is. Yeah. Did you wear the mailbag box shirt while you were in Miami this weekend? I didn't, um, but I was, uh, I, I had the, the regular mainland uh, logo shirt. Oh, so. nice. okay. Yeah. Anybody recognize you as a celebrity? No, I don't know how many listeners we have down there. <laughs> I'm sure we have tons. I'm sure we do. And if you're one of them, let us know. Uh, we, we were actually in, um, uh, Hollywood and we kept pretty close to the Broadwalk. So, uh, you know, we, we managed to visit the three breweries that were close by, including, I, and I do want to give a shout out to, uh, Hollywood brewery. Um, and the owner, Johnny, he was fortunately, he is a, he's a soccer fan. He is a U.S. national team fan. He is an inner Miami fan. But he very, very kindly put the Orlando City game on for me so that I could watch it. Um, of course, he had the Miami game on the others, and we had some great discussions. Really, really nice guy, very knowledgeable, and I really appreciate I mean, obviously, we paid for our beers, but I still appreciate his hospitality. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and if he's interested in sponsoring this program, we'll listen. <laughs> that's right <laughs> so he did ask about it and I, I i he went and subscribed uh, to the podcast you know while i was sitting there so hopefully he's listening nice all right well welcome to our our show <laughs> yes <laughs> welcome new listeners all right o- ocb dave as you know the young lions are never boring they are ever sometimes fantastic occasionally atrocious uh, you never know if they have a big lead, if they're going to actually win the game. You never know if they're trailing, if they're actually going to lose the game. They are a chaos team and their games sometimes, are sometimes, some of the, <laughs> some they'll do games. all of those things in one match. That's true. That's true. So another drunk game, uh, in Kissimmee as Chicago fire two came to Osceola heritage park and played against OCB and OCB was on the front foot pretty quickly in this game uh jack lynn gets a goal 10 minutes in on a really nice uh imminent almager uh cross into the box nice curling cross the back post jack lynn all he had to do was head it back the way it came to the back post and made it one nil orlando city b was kind of all over chicago but there's this thing that ocb likes to do and that's get fancy with the ball sometimes try to dribble through three guys when maybe two will do uh right. try fancy like one touch passing no look stuff and sending it to the wrong team what this does is it ignites the counterattack where orlando city b is exceedingly vulnerable most teams are vulnerable on a counterattack but when you turn the ball over in your own half but ocb does this a few times a game and this is why they don't get a lot of clean sheets. And uh, Chicago was able to tie the game before halftime, make it 1-1. And then in the second half, Chicago took the lead 2-1. Things didn't look good, but it's OCB. You never can count them out. And so they came back. Juninho scoring a goal. Uh, nice individual effort. This time, Chicago helpfully turned the ball over in their own half. So that was good. That and was nice of them. Then there was this incredible flurry where you were just like, 
oh, Jack Lynn's never going to, oh, Jack, you're never going to score again. What is going on with right. you, Jack? Because he had a really good chance right in front that was saved. He had another one that he was in the box alone in the pass hit, in the, hit him in the back of the foot. And then the third time was a charm because on a replay of the first one, Moises Tablante with a really nice cross gets down the left side, gets a nice cross in, and he slams it home. And this time, there's no stopping, and it's 3-2, Orlando City B. There were a couple of times they hit the, the goal frame that thought, oh, that might open the door for Chicago to you know pull it back. But no, they were able to hold on and get the win. 3-2, another drunk OCB game, and I'm here for it. I mean, these guys are entertaining. They play hard. You never can count them out, and you can never count yourself safe when they have a lead. It's just... Like I said, it's a chaos team. It's like watching 11 Juans out there. <laughs> it really is. It's, and it's so much fun. It, it, Like you say, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. Players certainly don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is, they are always entertaining. Even if the result is not what you want, it is, it's going to be entertaining. And of course, as you know, uh, Ricardo mentioned last week, the main focus of this is that they are a developmental squad and yet they're still fun to watch, still fun to watch. And they're getting results. They, uh, the win, I'm not sure what happened in the late game. There was a weather delayed game, but as of the end of that game, they were in fourth place in the Eastern conference, second in the central division. It's pretty good positioning. Um, They've got a shot to make the postseason for the first time in a while, and that would be nice to see uh, Jack Lynn with two goals in this game. He regained his footing in the Golden Boot race uh, after you know falling off uh, the pace at the was it the Huntsville game, I guess it was, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's good to see. And and Martin Perelman said that's something that Jack's got on his mind. He wants to win the Golden Boot. Well, by golly, young man, go out and do it then. Yeah. You gotta want it, and apparently he does. And apparently he does. And uh, you know, a brace in the last match. Well, that will help. A uh, big, fun return for Abdi Salim. Got his first minutes since getting hurt back in uh, middle of May. Uh, it's good to see him back on the pitch because um, they needed him. OCB has needed him. Thomas Williams has not been great. He didn't play this week because he was sent off in the last game. And uh, it's it's just good to see Abdi back. I, actually, because of the League's Cup rules, you can have a ton of guys on your bench. Abdi Salim and Wilfredo Rivera, I think, were both on the bench for, for Orlando City Friday night, and they both played in the game for OCB on Sunday. Right. So good job, Young Lions. Dave, I think that takes us to the end of our agenda for this episode. Uh, unless you got something else on your mind. No. Um, you know, we look ahead uh, later in the week and we'll 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 reconvene and talk about the upcoming uh, match against uh, Santos Laguna. And uh, until then, uh, I'm sure you got a little bit of business. But other than that, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back for the next episode before the end of the week. We will, of course, preview Santos Laguna on Saturday, 730. We will talk a little bit about OCB's next game. They are playing a a weird, rare Monday night game 
on the mm. road against New York Red Bulls too on Monday, the 31st of July. So those will be topics we'll discuss. We'll also maybe look back at the Fulham Aston Villa game a little bit. And, uh, you know, of course, any news that comes in, we will talk about it. You know, we still have potentially Alejandro Granados uh, officially maybe transferring out uh, to Club Brugge. Um, that's he wasn't in the lineup. So, I mean, didn't play for OCB. So <laughs> something must be going on. And then uh, we do know we're not getting Brian Reynolds. It looks, seems like he's going to return to his uh, club for the upcoming year. So that's that's disappointing, but not surprising. Um, but like I said, anything new that comes up, maybe Junior Urso gets cleared to play. Whatever it is, we'll talk about it on the next program. So we do appreciate you listening to this here podcast, episode number 364. And we will be back at the end of the week. But until then, please read our stuff at themainland.com. Follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael. Follow the Mainland at the Mainland. And if you're a Pride fan, follow at Scoperp Soccer for all things uh, related to our Pride podcast. That would be nice as well. You can like us on Facebook. Make sure you download us and subscribe and rate us and review us all the things and get your questions in for our next show in our Ask Us Anything mailbag box. So I think that is all of the housekeeping. So let's just do what we always do at the end and say, go city. <laughs>